Welcome to another 7 Minutes with Matt. I'm your host, Matt Rogers. As always, thank you for spending the next 7 minutes of your life with me. Today, I'm going to talk about starting a youth group at your house with your kids. I'm 44 years old. We all still struggle to stay relevant to our kids and our teens. But let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, and I mean this. These kids are more hungry for God than you give them credit for. And I ain't talking about Christians. I ain't even talking about people who believe in God. I'm talking about teenagers in general. They're curious. They're confused. They want to know more. How did we start a youth group in our home? It was when my son, three years ago, who was a freshman, in the middle of COVID, he goes, Dad, a couple kids from school ask uh, if you can answer some questions about the Bible because they follow you on Instagram and sometimes you'll post like Bible quotes and stuff and they just have questions. Can they come over? I said, yeah, dude, bring them over. And it started out with my son and three other kids and they asked simple questions. How do you know there's a God? Why do people have to die? Like like just curious questions that kids have. And the fascinating thing is you don't need to know a ton about quoting the Bible because you could just pick it up and read it. Um, Does it help the more you know God? Yeah, absolutely. But you almost treat it as a discovery group of the Bible and you are in the journey with them. Humility for kids when you're an adult is a beautiful thing. And it is a fantastic way to build a bridge of commonality with kids. Hey, even though you're 17 and I'm 44, dude, I'm scared too. I care about sometimes what people think of me too. It really hurts my feelings when I don't fit in with the crowd. Um, I get whatever, relate to them. And I think, you know, because most people that listen to this podcast are between the ages of 35 and 60. Um, And if we're being honest, a lot of us still struggle with the same things we struggled with when we were 15. They're just magnified because we're older now and have more responsibilities. But I mean, look at anxiety, depression is peaking at an all time high every day. And it ain't just with teenagers. It's with adults. So how relevant would it be if you sat with five kids and said, how many struggle with self-doubt? You don't really have a lot of confidence and you raise your hand first. Guarantee you at least two of the five raise their hand. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Well, let's let's see what the Bible says about confidence. Oh, our identities in Christ. Oh, he died. Whatever it is. Look at I'm gonna randomly pick a verse. Okay, this is how you do it. Proverbs 10, 12. Hatred stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. What does that mean to you, Sally? What does that mean to you, Johnny? Hate stirs up strife, but love covers all transgressions. And when you read that out loud with kids, let's let's talk about that. What's that mean to you? What do you think that means? You could literally pick a verse in the Bible, especially in the New Testament. This is Proverbs in the Old Testament, but what does that mean to you? What do you think it means? Uh, Would you like to learn more? Let's just concentrate on this. Hate stirs up strife but love covers all transgressions. I could start think of stories in my life of people who hated on me, or if we really want to get personal times that I've hated on other people that stirred up strife and, and caused more. 
uh, fights that I've gotten in with, with siblings, things that I've said to my spouse that stirred up strife and made it worse. And then I could also think, but love covers all transgressions. Hey, did you know that Jesus loved you so much that he died on a cross for you? I mean, that's such a elementary question, but you'll be shocked at how many 15, 16, 17 year olds have no freaking idea that he really did that. And that that really happened. Like there really was a man named Jesus. There is more historical evidence that a man named Jesus walked the planet than there is that a man named Abraham Lincoln walked the planet. Like there really is more historical evidence of that. And did you know that Jesus loved you so much that he actually died for you? That God saw you from the beginning of time and said, your life living is worth my life dying. So he came to earth as God, went into a, and, be, and came as a man, crockpotted for nine months inside of a woman and was born a man. Like that trips me out that the God of the universe took on what we are so that everything we are struggling with, he already went through and he already paid a price for. That's why I, and I mean this when I say this to kids like, dude, it's impossible for people to offend me anymore. Like I don't get mad at people anymore like I used to because Jesus had every excuse in the world to be bitter at people and he wasn't the best love could do was say father forgive them for they don't know what they're doing when someone a coworker, a family member an ex a spouse gossips on you or hates on you and you can make it relatable to kids when your friends talk bad about you get up from the lunch table when you sit down and walk away whatever it is love can say forgive them god they don't know what they do and yeah i'm hurting and i feel really left out and insecure right now but god i know that you love me and i know that you're here for me and i know this isn't how it's going to be all the time dude that raises so much confidence in them knowing that there actually is a god that not only loves them but that cares about them that is really there for them as they struggle with their self-identity. Hello, it's 2023. Kids don't even know what gender they are nowadays. You don't think there's confusion running rampant out there? And listen, here's the truth. And I'm going to throw out every excuse of, well, I'm not outspoken at the Bible, but I am a believer, but I can't do that with kids. I'm, out, I'm not outspoken. I don't have the confidence to do that. I don't have the Bible knowledge to do that. Listen to me. And I mean this, and I don't mean to condemn anybody here, but listen to me. When you let sinful people brag about sin louder than you, a believer, brag about the truth, that's a problem. And I, it doesn't matter how much Bible you know or how uh, introverted or extroverted you are. Listen to me. Sin is preaching such a loud message that people don't even think it's sin anymore. The devil's not even hiding anymore like he used to in the 80s and the 70s. Like at, at least he was kind of sneaking in there. Dude, it's out there now. And when you think, well, that's sin. Well, who are you to say it's sin? You're judging? But... Like, it's almost impossible to combat sin now vocally without getting canceled. Like, we are in a time where we need adults 
to stand up for kids and teach them truth. How do you do that? You sit down and you ask questions and you make it relevant. What do you know about the Bible? What don't you know? What do you know about Jesus? What don't you know? Do you know? And tell them what you do know and become relatable to them. Because now I'm proud to say what started with three kids in 2020 has now turned into over 60 kids every other Tuesday night. And it's awesome. Lives are changing. Kids are getting baptized in our pool. Kids are giving their heart to the Lord. And mostly kids are living different and they're making an impact of their school. And that can start with you. So how do you start a youth group? You just start. Ask your kids to invite a couple kids over, feed them dinner and ask them questions and watch what God will do. I hope this has helped you out. This has been another seven minutes with Matt.